This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Radio that makes you think. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Alaska is a weird place we get. Um, sometimes of the year, it will be only one hour of daylight for the entire day. And some people don't like that. And I go, dude, that's my favorite. It's my favorite time of the year. I just feel so like productive. You know, I'm like, man, what I do today, I did stuff all day today. Yeah, from sun up to sundown. Yeah, I was working till the wee hours of the afternoon all day today, just doing it, getting stuff done. And that is uh, Jamie Lissau. Is that the way you pronounce your name? Uh, yeah, I say Lissau. A lot of people say Lissau. Oh, you, you, so In, I should say it right. Including Godfather. Yeah, maybe uh, I've been saying it wrong. Right. I never thought about it. I never thought you'd take the blame. <laughs> uh, Jamie, great to see you. That was you doing stand-up, and yeah. people see you all over Gutfeld now. Now, Gutfeld show was – I loved it when it was Red Eye. Same. Right. Were you on it when it was I Red was Eye? A, I did yeah. Red Eye like 40 times. So describe the difference from when you did Red Eye with Gutfeld as, as Jamie Lissow. Yes. As, a, as opposed to what he calls you Lissow. Uh-huh. Right? And as opposed to this show. The biggest difference, Brian, is that people are watching the new show. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, but it's kind of funny though, man, because I did Red Eye so many times. I met Gutfeld. They did an audition at Gotham Comedy Club in New York to find comedians that would go on Red Eye, and I did a set. And I was like, okay, I wasn't was he like there. Gutfeld was there. I didn't know, didn't know him at the time, and I did my set. And then afterwards, there was like a bar next door, and he came up to me and he goes, "Dude," he's like, um, I don't know if he even remembers this, but he goes, "People keep coming up to me saying good set." They thought. We were dressed exactly alike. We both had glasses on and these, like, blazer things. And that's how we met was that people were telling him wow. he was funny, which was, like, a compliment for me. You know, so I guess I did okay. And then I did that show. I went on to, you know, we became good friends, and I right. probably did it, like, 40 times. But I remember Red Eye used to beat Anderson Cooper. Seriously. And it, I mean, their ratings were really good. It got crazy. Right, yeah. it got crazy. Yeah. So, and because no one really knew what you were doing, though. Right. It was, I mean, that stuff was really racing. It was the Wild West. Right. It was amazing. And But it wouldn't. It was the most fun, but it, well, I'll tell you, as a, as a comedian, it really got me used to cameras. Giant cameras used to freak me out. Red Eye 40 times, it's like, it's just easy. You know how it is with your own show. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, you you almost love the camera. You start to play with it, like, you become more comfortable. And so Red Eye really did that for me. And then, but no, but it didn't make an impact. Certain things don't impact the comedy club audience. It's very strange. Like, that was a great show. I have a Netflix series. I have, I'm in two seasons of a Netflix original show, and people watch what? it. It's called Real Rob with Rob Schneider. All right. But it's not like, I've no, you know, I go to comedy clubs, and some people will come, but it's not like filling up because of the Netflix show. You never know what will do that. Gutfeld will do that. Wow. So I did, I came back, my, like, re, resurgence with Gutfeld was like six months ago, and I did one spot, one night. It was great. Flew in from Alaska, and that weekend I was opening for Rob Schneider. And after the show, this guy comes up and he goes, oh, dude, I, I came because you mentioned you were going to be here on Gutfeld. I'm like, you did? And then soon there was a <laughs> line of people, and like 50 people right. paid like 40 bucks. I'm the opener. I'm doing 15 minutes to come see me open for a guy. Right. And I was like, this is interesting. 
And then we just, you know, I, I started being on every two weeks, then every week. And then, and now, dude, Brian, it's, it's, I've been doing comedy for 25 years. I did the Tonight Show in 2001. You did. That's how old I am. So who was hosted? Leno? Leno. All right. But it's been a long time. Yeah. Of pretty mediocre, like, I did well, okay. Did you, kill, did you kill on uh, the Tonight Show? Did you? Best set I've ever had. Right. In my whole life. And, and the next day was, wasn't that transformational? It was just a Wednesday. That was it. It did. It did. It really? wasn't. That blows me away. Do, you have to. I don't know if you ever heard. Uh, I love Steve Martin. In his book, he he sort of describes how I thought. Oh, I came in on the school where the Tonight Show didn't impact it like it used to, where you would just do once. And he said he did Carson like twenty times before he started filling up. Even for him, it like took a minute. Like it, wow. de- it depends. He was selling out uh, arenas. Yeah. Then yeah. he was. Then yeah. he, then it got crazy. Right. But yeah, man, this the. The Guffle thing's been amazing. And then when you do – I've been doing comedy for 25 years. Like, I worked, like, really hard at it, even when no one knows who I am. And so now I have people – I was in St. Louis last weekend. Right. I didn't know if that was going to be a Gutfeld audience. Sold out four or five shows. They all already know. By the way, we have a huge station, KFTK, oh, in yeah? St. Louis. So we're national. Uh, and that was probably uh, – it's, it's one of our most coveted affiliates. They are really into Fox and obviously – Man, I did the funny Great bone town. in St. Great Charles. Town. What a town. What supportive people. And then you're doing comedy and people already know they already know I'm divorced because Greg makes fun of me all the time. And right. so you're it's almost like stand up comedy is harder than being funny with your friends because there's no context. Like right. all the jokes with your friends are because we all know what happened last yeah, yeah, year yeah, yeah, and this yeah, guy's yeah. a drunk and and going on stage when they know you're from Gutfeld is like that. As opposed to building something from scratch. Like they all already know. Dude, it's I can't, I'm, it's I'm totally not, different, right? So when people yeah. come in the audience, for example, if they come to watch Gutfeld, they actually got tickets, even though it's free, and they took time out and they came to Manhattan. They waited two hours, so they're going to be ha- they're cheering for you, yes. As opposed to you go to Gotham Comedy Club with Chris Mazzilli, and you walk in there, and the, your name you're not famous yet, yep. And those people said, "I paid my money. You better make me laugh." It's so so dramatically different. Hundred percent, right? Sometimes I feel like <laughs> in New York. They want you got to earn it, right? Like you really got to. You're from it. Alaska. Do you have any idea what New York was like when you got here? So I grew up in Rochester, New York. Oh, barely made it to the city though. We we were always told it was dangerous and scary. We never we were kind of poor. We never like made trips down here. And so I was I was pretty familiar. By the way, the criminals always go for the poor. <laughs> you know, know that. Yeah, you can have my wallet. Put something in it. Right. Uh, so it'll be great. So Rochester, by the way, I spent a lot of time researching Frederick Douglass. Oh, is that right? Is he all, do you know he's all over Rochester? You know I do know that. There. Did that matter to the people of Rochester? I would say it didn't matter as much as uh, like George Eastman. George Eastman? George, because the, uh, the Kodak. Oh, Eastman Kodak. That was the big. Right. Because I don't know anything about, I, I'll be honest with you, I, the only reason we all know George Eastman is because he just did a lot of stuff. There's like a lot of stuff around and they go, oh, George Eastman did that. You know, like, like a little museum or a... Uh, you know, well, he his house is now a you can walk in and look around and stuff. You know, it's pretty amazing, and this may not be funny, but I think it's noteworthy. So that's my whole act, by the way. That's why I <laughs> that say when nobody be, laughs. Because it might no, not be funny, but I, it's noteworthy. It was noteworthy, though, right? Yeah, guys? I learned a lot from him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat of a seminar. Not as many laughs as any other comedians. Yeah, I just tell him it's so, a TED talk if it's not going so, good. Right. So my daughter, who's nineteen, uh, she goes, she goes, I can't wait. I go, watch. She goes. I took pictures on a disposable camera, and I waited a month. I forgot what pictures there. I can't wait to get them back and find it. Oh. I go, what are you talking about? I go, she goes, it's going to be great. So, like, me and my friends, like, when are you going to develop those pictures? 
Wait, you act like this is an event? She had no wow. idea. The first time she ever went to a place to get pictures dropped off. Now, number wow. one, I should expose her to other things. It's bad parenting a little bit. I'm exposing myself. But number two is their focus on, like, the surprise of, like, I remember that picture as opposed to yeah. picking up your phone. That's Talk a, about culture and generational. And you're, we, they do miss a lot of those fun joy. You, I, I, you ever been to a wedding where they put disposable cameras yeah. on every table? What a cool thing. Right. That doesn't happen probably anymore <laughs> because we're all just documenting But by the way, it. how many people did things irresponsible with the camera? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of shots in there that are not family right. friendly. So when did you realize your divorce was okay to kid around about? Uh, my ex-wife is the coolest chick. Like, we have a great relationship. And what I loved about her was her sense of humor from the start. Right. And her parents were gigantic Fox News and Gutfeld fans. When I started doing Red Eye, they were they couldn't believe even that though I was you were divorced. Yeah, so that I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a terrible storyteller for being a, a, a comedian, <laughs> but that was noteworthy, right? Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> so like I start when I first met her, and like I was meeting her parents and trying to impress them. Rhett, Rhett, being on Fox News was huge. It scored like all these points because they are such fans right. of Gutfeld and Fox News. And then so fast forward, we get divorced. She she totally gets it. Like, she gets comedy, and she has a great sense of humor. And so it was like, do whatever you want right out of the gate. But I will tell you, that clip they played, which makes me cringe hearing my own voice. Right. Um, any clip would have made me cringe. It's, no, it's not a producer's fault. I just can't listen to my right. own comedy. So don't take it personal. But that, uh, that clip is from this thing called Dry Bar Comedy. Have you ever heard of this? No. So what happens is you go to – they call you up and go, like, would you like to do a dry bar special? And you go, sure. And then they fly up and they pay a little bit of money and you do a half-hour special in Salt Lake City where the entire audience or, or high 90% is Mormons. And the only requirements are you have to be so clean. And I don't mean, like, of course no F words. Right. I mean, you can't say the other but word, the A word for – like, you couldn't possibly say that. They told me not to mention I was divorced. They felt like that wouldn't be good either. You can't say – you certainly can't say, oh, my God, I can't believe – can't say, oh, my God. Like, I right. mean, this is like – this is some <laughs> real – so I, I – and that's not me, really. Did you know this – did you know the rules before you got up there? I did, and I thought okay. about not doing it. I thought – I try – I – couple times I go, I don't know if this is for me. And the guy goes, it's fine. It'll be a challenge and it'll be great. And I go, okay. So I get there, Kilmeade, and um, they go, I do it. And I was, they were, they're helping you by telling you, right. don't, you can do whatever you want up there. But they're kind of going, it's going to really get our crowd oh. if you do it this way. You can do whatever you want. We'll bleep it out. We won't show. But like we're telling you, if you do it this way, you'll do good. And the crowd was amazing. And then afterwards, we're on a conference call and they release your special. It goes on Amazon. And they go, what do you want to call it? And I go, and I'm on a conference call with like nine people. And I go, what if we call it Jamie Lisso tries not to say the F word? And they go, no, we can't. You can't say that. And I go, okay. And I go, what about if we call it, um, is it Mormon here or is it just me? <laughs> and they go, no, we can't. Yeah. We can't call it that. So they end up calling it something, whatever. It's called like something awesome. Jamie on stage. It's yeah. On, yeah, it's just they picked right. a thing. But what's funny is sometimes, like I was walking through a mall last weekend, true story. With, a fr- with another comedian friend of mine, Josh Need, and we're walking. This couple comes up and they go, "We can't believe you guys are in this mall." And I go, "It's got to be Gutfeld, right? They must know me from Gutfeld." And I go, oh, "Where do you know us from?" They go, "They go Dry Bar." And me and my friend both have like big dry. <laughs> and they go, "What are you doing here?" We go, "Oh, we had a show tonight." They go, "You got this is a am- you don't know how- this is crazy." We're walking through the mall. We see two of our favorite Dry Bar comics. The craziest thing ever. They came to the show. My friend was opening. I was closing. He was doing thirty minutes. They left within three minutes. Because they think that our acts are this 
crazy clean Mormon thing, but they're not. That was just for that <laughs> one night. <laughs> and my friend's Joe, he's very clean, but right. all I, he did some joke clean about. Yeah, he did joke about like I swear it wasn't dirty. Like it was like he was looking at an ultrasound, and the baby's legs were open, and he's like, "Oh, I hope it's a boy. I don't want it to be." You know, some kind of that was it. And they got up and walked out, and wow. they, they left. Well, I know Ainsley uh, was uh, one of the panelists. I don't know if you were there. Ainsley Earhart oh, yeah. was on Gutfeld. Were you on with her? I was not. Well, she brought her 8-year-old or 7-year-old. She he she lasted like three minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> she had to quickly yeah. be escorted out by ushers that we didn't have. But, so, so, Jamie, we're going to find out if you, in fact, oh, there's uh, Mark Zuckerberg. We should actually play that for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd love to hear that. Is he's that talking Rogan? to Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's talking to Joe Rogan. He opens up. I guess he's trying to bond with him, mm-hmm. but he says he does mixed martial arts, and he loves wrestling with all his friends. Okay. And, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. And he loves to surf. He's desperately trying mm-hmm. to broaden out a little, mm-hmm. but he is remarkably intelligent. Don't you have the feeling that every like as he's talking, he's like a robot trying to pretend he's human? Yes. Like, I'm a person. And we'll play that example in just a moment because Jamie Lisso, mm-hmm. Lisso crushed it. Right. Good. Uh, is here. And he is actually going to be on One Nation this weekend if we come to terms with him because they're even stricter than the dry bar terms. <laughs> Back in a moment. This weekend, check out Brian's new show on Fox News Channel. Because apparently he's cheaper than infomercials for nonstick pans. That is not true. <laughs> Chill out, Gutfeld. That really hurts. One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. More of Brian coming up. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Breaking news, unique opinions. Hear it all on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, of, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being... Um, being determined whether it was false um the distribution on facebook was decreased but people were still allowed to share it so you could still share it you could still consume it did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story i I, no i I don't remember if it was that specifically but it was it basically fit the pattern jamie lissau here you're hearing this for the first time jamie right Mm, so what is your take this is like two and a half hours in after going over grappling and ufc and uh oculus glasses he comes out and he's talking about the new york post getting their i I, their whole newspaper was brought down their account was frozen if you retweeted it you were frozen out of twitter and this story was suppressed on facebook miranda devine came on earlier who who wrote the book laptop from hell and Jamie, she said that they were the first. And if Facebook didn't take the aggressive action, Twitter wouldn't either. So, what do you think about his delivery? Do you believe a word he's saying? Dude, when I fe- when I first heard Rogan talking to Zuckerberg, my first thought was, I want to be on Rogan. 
And then I was able to really listen. And um, it's this makes it's hard not to. I'm not kidding. It's hard not to curse almost. Right. I want to say like, be this is such bull. Like it's. I don't believe. I don't believe anything he's saying. I oh, we even, just went the FBI briefing generically, and then this came across, and I was surfing at the time, and I just said, well, why don't we just sync it? By the way, really? I thought the algorithm was supposed to be pure, where if there's a popular story, it becomes number one. Right. No, I'm going to sync it and make it hard, and both sides were mad at me. Believe me, the Democrats were not mad at you. Oh, absolutely. It's, and doesn't it sound like he's kind of making up some – there comes a moment where I go, I think he's trying to say whatever he – like, I think he's in his head. Right. And he's analyzing every word he's saying to not get in trouble. There's a moment where I feel that. Like, uh, whenever I hear Zuckerberg talk, I feel like he's just like – a million percent try like he's got like he, during this interview he took a break and plugged himself in for a half hour. <laughs> like, I recharge. There's this moment where dude Rogan is. I feel like that's why Rogan's so good because he gets him comfortable. Right. He gets him in there for three hours and that's why we get these admissions. Are you comfortable now? Yeah, I feel okay, good. Thank you. I feel comfortable. Hey, um, Eric, can you play the other Rogan cut? Okay. Is there regret for not? having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story. What do you mean evenly distributed? I mean evenly in that it's not suppressed. It's not. Yeah, some... yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it sucks. Mm. All forgiven. Mm. It sucks. It sucks that a crack-addicted son was doing international business deals with his dad benefiting prohibitively. It's not a matter of George W. Bush getting DWI, what he did when he was 20, right. which really affected the election against John uh, against Al Gore. Mm-hmm. This is different. This really affects who you vote for because it's going to affect how we deal with our adversaries. And you just said it. It's not. I hear some folks go like, well, it's his son. What does it have to do with him? Well, take away all that. What about the fact that there's the big, the big guy fought? You know, he's benefiting from from some of these things. Right. That, that's the connection, right? right? You can't do that. But it, but out of all the sons that could drop off their laptop oh. in a repair shop, what are the odds? What do you think it was like in the Biden house? And they go, excuse me, where's your laptop? Can you, can, I don't know. Did you know he took it to a place called You Break It, We Leak It? Which, <laughs> I did the, not know that. Yeah. And I at did. first they couldn't get it open because it was stuck shut. But then they, right. um, no, we kidding. don't know it why. Was, uh, he likes candy. He's a big fan of candy. And uh, what... Why, if you're the president's son, don't you have – and he's, the, he's supposed to be the young guy. I could see if, like, I'm an older guy. I make right. a mistake. I, tell, I don't know that you can get things off of a laptop. Of all the – he's like the young guy. Shouldn't he know that there's Absolutely. a horrible mistake? Right. Don't you got a guy? Well, how about this? He writes a book, goes on a book tour, and doesn't have an answer to the question, was that your laptop? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. You got to plan that one. Don't beat me if that's my laptop with me with hookers smoking crack. Dude, this guy. But I'm still going to write a book. My guy, I blame Biden a little bit because I heard when he paid him his allowance, he would roll up the dollar bills like cocaine straws. Again, which, that's a great point. That's your research. That's you know, your research. I, I do deep dives. Jamie will be on One Nation. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.